That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of Captain Fantastic. What we created here may be unique in all of human existence. All the way to top. We created paradise. What we're doing out here is so incredible. Our kids are amazing. And they smell. Mom needs to be in the hospital right now. How's she doing? We're a family. This is your fault. Leslie had a disease. Wherever you are, stay there. You show up, I will have you arrested. We can't go to Mommy's funeral. We have to do what we're told. We want to see Mom. Grandpa can't impress us. Right now, this is your first real test. Remember your training. They have hot dogs. Looks cola. Poison water. Well, I'm so happy that our family is together. It's all local and organic. How did you kill those chickens? With an axe or a knife? <laughs> I, there's the rotisserie chicken, so you buy it on it's already dead. The kids need structure. They need to go to a real school. I sincerely hope you haven't been doing what I think you've been doing. Your daughter has taught me many things just now. Will you be my wife? Broke my heart with Unless it comes out of a book, I don't know anything! Even if they make it through whatever it is you're doing to them, they're gonna be totally unprepared for the real world. And I happen to think the opposite is true. It's child abuse. <laughs> that almost hit me. If I wanted to hit you, I would have hit you. Abby and I have decided that we're going to file for custody of the children. Will they take us away from you? That's a possibility. Our children shall be philosopher kings. Makes me so indescribably happy. All right, everybody, you were just listening to the trailer for Captain Fantastic, and the story is as follows. Ben Cash, his wife Leslie, and their six children live deep in the wilderness of Washington State. Isolated from society, Ben and Leslie devote their existence to raising their kids, educating them to think critically, training them to be physically fit and athletic, guiding them in the wild without technology, and demonstrating the beauty of coexisting with nature. When Leslie dies suddenly, Ben must take his sheltered offspring into the outside world for the first time. The film is starring Viggo Mortensen, Frank Langella, Catherine Hahn, and Steve Zahn. It is written and directed by Matt Ross. Join me for this 2016 Patreon podcast review. I have Josh Parham. Hello, hello. Hello, hello indeed, Josh Parham. So... We are talking about Captain Fantastic here, a movie that came out in 2016 at the Sundance Film Festival that year, garnered some praise from Matt Ross's screenplay, Viggo Mortensen's performance. It was able to hold on all year long to nab Viggo Mortensen an Academy Award nomination for Best Actor. So now, four years removed from this movie, I know that there is um, a bit of a, you know, divided reaction to uh, what this movie is kind of putting out there. 
And I think that's part of what makes the movie good is it does bring about an interesting conversation in regards to parenting. And I know from talking to you in the past and also too, like you've alluded to this, that you are not necessarily the biggest fan of this movie. So let's just get it out of the way. How did Captain Fantastic hold up for you on a rewatch, Josh Parm? You are right, Matt, that um, I have spoken in the past about how I uh, really hated this movie. <laughs> I'll just be honest that when I first saw it back in 2016, I really like thoroughly disliked it. And because of that, I have not returned to it since then. So this is the first time I have watched it since 2016 and was very interested to see if maybe with some time that I have put between the viewings of this movie that maybe I would find something to actually like about it. And I think what I will say is I probably did on this most recent viewing appreciate the performances a little bit more. Uh, I think that the whole cast for the most part are all of them really give really good performances. The problem is still in the story for me. And I still have a really big issue with the way that a lot of these characters are portrayed and particularly the Viggo Mortensen character and I think its storytelling is just very, very flawed in terms of the character study that it wants to present. And I think a lot of times it's trying to be very nuanced and complex. And I think it goes about it in very clunky ways, which really undermines a lot of the power that I think it wants to have. So I don't know if I have quite as much vitriol towards it as I did back in 2016, but I still am nowhere near a fan of this movie. I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I, I hope so, man. I'm tired. <laughs> who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I, I, I've never done it. Right. <laughs> History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the facts from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.
Okay, this is very interesting to me because I'm on the exact opposite end of this where I really did like this movie in 2016 and I really did like it again on this most recent rewatch. And a large part of that is because of the performances like you mentioned there before, including a newly seen in a new light George Mackay who at the time of this release you know I didn't know who the hell George Mackay was but now I look back and I'm like oh man 1917 (laughs) you know (laughs) so that was really fun and I do like all the other uh, performances by um, the members of Ben's uh, family I mean I like the entire ensemble everyone I like Frank Langella in it I even like Ann Dowd for her brief scenes that she has in this so the cast is definitely not a problem for me. And to be honest with you, I really need specifics because I'm actually having a little bit of trouble understanding what exactly it is that this movie doesn't do for you. I can understand if the character of Ben Cash and, you know, the methods by which he is actually parenting these children is looked at as problematic and the movie wants to maybe portray it as well it's problematic sure but maybe it's not so bad and the movie like goes out of its way to try to make it look like you know what ben is doing is actually right is is that what it is that like bothers you so much about this movie i don't think it's necessarily that the movie is trying to make an argument or an active argument that ben is right The problem that I have is I actually think this movie wants to present a nuanced look at whether or not you should really agree with his parenting style. I actually think that to the movie's credit, it is trying to bring a like a complex layer to whether or not you should really agree with his actions. The problem that I have, though, is I think the way that it goes about it is really what it does is it will introduce him having this argument with another person from like outside of their inner circle. And that person is just like so judgmental and so closed minded and they're kind of like idiots and assholes. And it ends up making it seem like the discussion that they want to have is just very clunky and it isn't nuanced. And all I'm left with is just like a bunch of characters that quite frankly, I find all of them to be off-putting, including Ben And this interesting conversation about parenting that I think the movie wants to have, I just don't think is a a very nuanced conversation that it's actually bringing up. So do you feel that the movie is maybe like too quirky for its own good with some of the situations that it like kind of presents and some of the humor and things like that, that it kind of maybe takes you out of this more grounded, nuanced story that you think the movie's trying to tell? I think sometimes the humor doesn't quite work. I do think that there are some tonal issues with this movie. I also just think that sometimes, like the, like I think about the scene when they finally leave to uh, take the road trip to go to the funeral, and you get these scenes like, uh, like the diner scene, which is only very brief. You know, when they are in there, and that's when you get the line of. Um, like what is cola and it's poison water. And it's like, that's a kind of a funny moment, but then it's also like, they just quickly leave. And it's like, well, okay, what was that there for? I don't understand. And then that leads us to them stealing from the grocery store, which, which that includes so many different ethical dilemmas that I think the movie brings up, but then doesn't really discuss all that much. So I feel like 
the tone of the film never really settles on something that I really find myself getting into the entire like kind of narrative of the story for me. Do you think that some of it has to do with the fact that there is no consequence or the movie doesn't show exactly what happens later for Ben? Because, I mean, let's face it, at the end of the movie, they dig up his wife's grave and then they go and they burn her and they dump her ashes, you know, into the toilet and everything. And you don't think that Frank Langella is going to have some sort of retaliation for this? It feels like there's a bit of the story that's missing in a way, you know, and it almost feels like, to your point, there are these like moments that get brought up and then they never kind of like come full circle, like it never actually gets resolved in any way. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to jump right to the ending, the ending is something that I actually like to legitimately hate. I, I, I really, really hate the ending to this movie. And I hate it because it robs so much of the goodwill that was sort of building up to that point because that's when the Ben character kind of finally has his realization about what he's doing to his family and he's willing to sacrifice something. And as much as you may not like this character, as much as you may disagree with a lot of what he was doing, he is willing to give something up. And you get this really great... Um, moment from Viggo Mortensen where he's breaking down in, in the bus. And it's a really like successful series of events that kind of starts to redeem a lot of what I wasn't liking before. But then when the kids show up and then it's like, yeah, but we kind of forgive you anyway, dad, and we're still going to be with you. And you don't really have to give that much up. I just felt that undercut so much of the storytelling up, up until that point, and I really, really did not like the direction the movie went with like the last 20 minutes to go. Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our full review of Captain Fantastic here on the Next Best Picture podcast. In order to get the full length review, you will have to head on over to Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get the rest of this review and other exclusive podcast content from us as well. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture Podcast, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Acast, CastBox, also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death Ready. of a Film Star. Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs.